Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, and welcome back to Sex Talk. It's Kelsey and Tracy, and we are here with episode three. And to be honest, I'm ready to learn because that's what I've realized these these 30 minutes are for me. There are times for me to learn about positions, places, things, and toys. Techniques. How was your weekend in Berlin? It was fantastic. Very cold, cold, cold. Very gritty, interesting, young person city, I think. You guys don't know this about Tracy, but she's really cool. She like goes to Berlin for the weekend. (laughs) She she goes and she goes out dancing. She's fun. She's she's my North Star. I'm trying to be if more you know like Tracy. Me at all, I am. I dance around the living room when drunk with friends, but the minute you put me on a dance floor, I'm so stiff and awkward. It's just not even funny. So dancing on tables, no, in my house, dancing on tables, but not outside the house. Well, see, and I everyone everyone says to me, "You're going to be a great dancer," and I'm really not at all. At we, all. You, great because that's this. I understand this because I'm great at dancing and I haven't been good at sex, but I'm switching. I'm going to be great at both. <laughs> After this podcast, because I love to dance. I love to dance on tables, and I'm also going to love to do whatever you teach me to do in the bedroom. Excellent. Here we go. Should we get started with our questions this week? Yes. Okay. I love these because these are very, very typical problems and things that are close to my heart, meaning I've experienced these. Okay, here we go. Question number one. I have been with my partner for 15 years. We got together at college. Our sex life is okay-ish but I crave new experiences and I want to have them on my own. I've always wanted to sleep with another woman. I would never cheat on my partner with another man. That's just wrong. But is sleeping with another woman so bad? I know a club where I could meet women and make this happen. I would make sure I was discreet and my partner never found out. Talk about this all the time. Like, there's a, Well, I mean, I have not experienced this and this isn't really on my things to do list right now. But I do have a lot of friends that have the discussion, if I was to make out with a woman at a club or if I hooked mm. up with a woman, is it the same? Is it cheating? And and also, what is that about? Why is that that women, you know, start to think about that at 40, 45? Maybe everybody did I it think, at 25. I think that's a whole different question, isn't it? I mean, I think by curiosity is something. I think women are so much more open to things like this than men are for a start. But the thing is, monogamy means... When you pledge monogamy to somebody, you promise that you will not have any sexual experiences with anyone else. This means another man, another woman, 
It means you can't have sex with a goat either. You can't have sex with anyone if you're going to be honest with your partner. And women think, oh, well, he won't mind because it's a woman. Because we've grown up with men you know, begging us to have threesomes with another woman, right? This is where this all comes from. Or oh, he won't mind because it's another, because he he wants me to sleep with another woman. So, but the big difference between him having a threesome with you with another woman and you sleeping with a woman behind his back secretly is that he wants to be there. He wants to be part of the action. It's a completely different thing. I don't know any guy who's in love with his partner who would be cool with this. Who would be like, oh, oh, you cheated? Oh, 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 yeah, that's fine if it was another woman. I think in movies people are fine, but I think the overriding motion would be, well, if you wanted to do that, why didn't we do it together? Or cheating's cheating. I don't think anyone's going to be too happy about that. No, I agree. And I, I think mostly what you're, the thing that I'm understanding or starting to understand about sex is it really is about trust. And so if you're going to be able to have a great sex life, you've got to be able to tell the truth. You've got to be able to speak about the things that you are nervous speaking about. And you also have to believe that what they're telling you is honest and they have to believe that you're being honest, whether it be in what you want to try or what you've done. And so I do think once you start doing things behind people's back and you Never a good you, idea. you break a convent, a convent, covenant, covenant, yeah. covenant, whatever it is, don't break it. But yeah, I think, I think too, that there's this idea. I mean, it's, I guess you could ask women, would you be okay if your husband slept with another man behind your back? Exactly. And the answer is like negative. No, no. And the other thing, assumption, you've only, this is our third podcast and already we've had two questions with people going, yeah, I could get away with it. How is she going to get away with it? There are so many ways that this could backfire, right? She goes to a club. Well, say there's somebody else in the club that that she knows or that knows her, but she doesn't know what they look like. Your cover's blown already. Say, I mean, not all lesbians want to seduce straight girls. So it might be that you meet someone and then you have to do a bit of a seduction thing, which involves changing, you know, exchanging details. You've got a phone trail. That's it. You know, slight suspicion. Your husband picks it up. Say you meet this woman, you have great sex with her. She then, you know, exchange, you know, telephone numbers just because at the time you may be a bit drunk or high or whatever. Suddenly she sends you this hot text or a picture of her. Everyone says to themselves, I won't keep that. I know I would never be stupid enough, but you do. And suddenly there's evidence. Or technology trips us up. There are, if you really want to get away with this encounter, you must not give your real name, not exchange any details, not give away your, you know, where you work, no details about yourself. You want to be quick about it, get out of that club as fast as you can, somewhere private, and then it's over. I'm not condoning this at all, but that's the only way you're going to get away with this. Never assume you won't get caught. Always assume you will get caught. And then think, is it worth the risk? I guess, no, you're right. And I think it, it isn't worth it if you have something that's worth fighting for. My My question is always, why do you want to do that? And if you do, why don't you feel like you can tell them? Because, right, maybe we're starting a generation of people that can say, I love you and I'd love this experience. Can we talk about it? I have a few friends that are couples that went down those paths and ended up having really deep, hard, tough conversations about what that looked like after they've been married 15, 17 years, a bunch of kids. And honestly, all of them, most of them came back to, it's not worth blowing up this lifestyle. It's not both, mm. it's not worth this one night or this one experience isn't worth it. And and also, at least for me, I wish that I was like a one night stander because it sounds like that's what people do and it's really fun. It's just not for me. Like I have to care no. about the person I'm with. It, if not, it feels, it feels like it's missing the best part of the connection, which is that you 
you value each other or and even even, um, even if you just want hot sex it's usually about the chase isn't it the power you never you can't get that in a one night stand it's impossible but what i wanted to know about this whole thing is why does she have to do it alone why can't she do it with him because if she wants to do it, so say say she said, say the question was, you know, I've got a fantasy about sleeping with another woman. I'd be happy to do it with him, but I kind of feel like, you know, why? Is it because she wants to, is she testing a sexuality or is she just shy or does she want this all for herself? Maybe she's never, doesn't feel like she's had enough sexual experiences. But I would suggest to her that what she, she the safe way around this, the more honest solution would be to say to her partner, exactly what, you know, what you guys have done, but with a bit of a different ending. Say, look, we're in a bit of a rut here. I, you know, how about we try some new things? I've always fancied, you know, I have fantasies about sleeping with another woman. So then you could role play it. You could do some dirty talk or whatever and say that goes okay. Then you could suggest, like, I've never been to a strip club. I've never been to a lap dancing club. Why don't we go one night? When you're there, he would probably find it really erotic if you've got a lap dance. I've seen couples do that. So... Then from there, if it's all going along nicely, it's not too much of a stretch then to say, you know what, I'd actually like to take this further and sleep with a woman. Of course, he's going to think, yippee, the threesome. Actually, not all men want threesomes. Lots of men are threatened, but he might. So that's when you can say, do you know what, maybe this is something that I'd need to do myself. Maybe I might be a bit shy with you there. And that's a much less threatening thing to the relationship because you've got a little bit further you can see he's do you know what I mean you're not just coming yeah. out of the blue and saying hey Michael I know you've been married 15 years but I'm going to go off and sleep with another woman I hope you don't mind it's least it's not a man so I think that's the way to handle it it's a lot more honest it's still a risk whenever the minute you say to any partner in a committed relationship listen I fancy sleeping with somebody else you risk the relationship of course you do but this is a less risky way to do it because you're sort of already in that sort of sexy scenario and he's already said yes to so many yeah things. and I think that the now people can talk about this more because they see it more on tv on shows on movies like generations before everything was secretive because you had to be mm. but it was also That's much right. harder because you didn't have phones and you didn't have ways to connect with so many people or you didn't ha- you didn't even know what was going on so no I love your advice I think that's something that everybody in our group of friends talks about in terms of at this point 15 to 20 years into a marriage, how do you stay interested or stay turned on or say that you you still want to do it? I mean, most of us, including me, you know, for 15 years, like you like it, but it's, you're like, the, the show makes it look a lot more fun than what I'm doing at home, for God's sakes. <laughs> this is how you do it, though, is to go to this dark side. I, I think it's I could, good yeah. to go, to go. actually, do you know what? I'd really like to try this, but I always, I say this so many times, take baby steps. Yeah baby, baby steps, just to go, okay, well, then let's explore watching porn together. That's gay porn or, you know, lesbian porn. There are, so just test things out because you will find there's always a point, as you said, Kelsey, you know, where the one maybe wants to go further and the other one says, no, I can't, this is my limit now. But find that limit, push it as far as you can, because that's good, because that's what will keep you going and what will keep the lust going. Because if you just stick to comfortable sex and, you know, you're going to be bored, stupid. And that's when people do have affairs. Right. No, you're right. It's true. It's like it's this double-edged sword. You think, well, if I keep, if I just don't say anything, Mm. it'll be fine. No, you'll be bored out of your mind. And I will tell you now that I'm having great sex, it's worth the risk to say the things and ask the questions and be open-minded, but it is scary. It feels like, at least for me in the beginning, it feels like you're just so outside of your comfort zone, especially if you grow is. up in America, in a, in a Christian, religious, 
any type of place where you were raised where this was wrong or you're not supposed to be enjoying it or you're not supposed to try new things or it's just mm. very and it's missionary. The eternal, it's the, I mean, everyone thinks love and lust go together. They don't. They hate each other because what you need for lust and what you need for love are two completely different things. Yeah. You, it's very rare to have great sex and a great relationship. You choose between one or the other. Amen. Because what you need, so so most couples rather sensibly, especially if you bring up kids and stuff, go, okay, well, I'm going to part the whole yeah. sex and go for the relationship because you have to you have to make yourself uncomfortable in order to create that erotic fizz and that lust. And many people don't want to do that. And they, and you know, they're quite, if you've just like got two kids under two, you're probably wise not to do that. There's a time and a place for all this. Yeah, and poor Nate, he would be, you know, he would he would have liked to have done both at the same time, had a very erotic marriage, and I would be raising the kids. It just the brain does not work that way. You cannot no, you cannot bathe a three year old and then go down and put on heels and a nighty. It's just not it doesn't work. Guys can because they just they can just switch something in their brain, some part of their brain that you probably know about, but we don't have that. We can't it no, takes a while. Guys can do it because they generally don't do as much around that they That's they're right. they're switching off before you are. You're, You're so like smart. cooking the meals, you know, doing the dishes, doing the lunches, putting the kids to bed. He's sitting in front of the foot in the telly watching football with a beer. So he has switched off. That's a this good is point. a huge generalization and, and being really misogynistic towards men. But I agree, um, I agree with all of it. It's often the point though. It's often yeah. the point. Oh, right. She makes good points. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, number two. I loved the podcast last week. Thanks to both of you. Tracy, you talked about using a stroker to speed up a hand job. Do you have any other shortcuts to keep husbands happy when you've been married a long time and sex gets tedious? Hints on how to speed things up a little? I mean, if I could beam out your answer to every human being that I know personally right now, there isn't a one woman that's like, you know what I want? I want our sex to go longer. Like not a one. I don't know that when you're married, maybe you want them to take care of you more and they want you to pay more attention to you. But most women, when you're married or in a serious relationship for a long time, you just want it to be over and to get credit for it. Well, see, I am going to answer the question with the, what she wants practical ways, but Interestingly, as you get older, sex often does last longer, but it's better because it's more foreplay based. Hundred percent. Right? So, so, in in the sense of the, this question is how to make intercourse last not so long, or how to make just sex generally be over. And I completely get that that you're tired and everything, but the way to make sex speed up 
is to make sex more interesting. There is no other way around it. So you'll understand when I, when I talk about some of these things, right? So I'm just going to talk about some things to make him orgasm faster, which will speed sex up, but will also make sex a bit more interesting for both of you and which will make sex more interesting. So maybe you don't want to speed it up so much, right? Okay. So a double whammy, a double whammy. Now, to recap the stroker thing. So a stroker is a silicone sleeve that's nodule that you slip over the penis and use lube and you move your hand up and down. And it certainly makes a hand job go quicker than anything else. It will speed up the ejaculation, his orgasm, really, really fast. So that's the first tip. And that's and also other, going to be my stocking yes, stuffer for all of my way, friends. They're on the way. They're yes, on the and way. Be, and that will be my Christmas gift to everybody I know. Can't wait. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, the other thing to do is to do a practice called simmering. So simmering is simply getting your partner to think about what you're going to be doing in bed that night. Now, simmering is so easy. You could just send your partner a text and just say, I want you tonight or wait till the kids go to bed. It's like easy peasy. That, for him, he'll be focusing all day and thinking, wow, I'm getting sex tonight. This is amazing. So by the time you get in bed with him, it'll be all over within two seconds flat because he's starting from a point of high arousal, right? <laughs> this is sounding really anti-men. I hate it. Dress up is another way to make things oh, speed gosh, up. Oh, gosh, I know. So easy, though. Listen, you could have your big, fat, bloody Bridget Jones pants on. If you put a a pair of high heels, you look sexy. And what does it take to put on a pair of high heels, really? Boy, do guys love a high heel. They do. Why do they love heels so much? They love a heel. They can't get enough of it. It's just Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And that actually comes up in the third question, but we won't talk about it now. But they do. And that's pretty easy. It makes sex. It would definitely make him orgasm faster. Now, once you're having sex, I'm going to list a few things off you. So take notes, everyone. Once you're having sex, moan, talk dirty. All of these are guaranteed to speed things up, right? Moan, talk dirty. Got that, ladies? Moan, moan, talk dirty. Watch porn with him. Now, this works because men start watching porn at the age of like about three months. No, I'm joking. But I mean, (laughs) they are trained to go fast because they they do it. They train themselves. Once they see porn, they think, oh, better be quick because mum might come in, in a little subconscious part of their brain. So if you watch porn with him, and there's lots of female-friendly porn now, you might get aroused as well, which is a good thing, but it will make the session last a lot less time, I can tell you. Smart. Dual stimulation is another good thing. So if you want to, so say you're giving him oral sex, reach up and tweak his nipple. Say you're having intercourse, grab onto his bottom, kiss him on the neck. Any double stimulation really, really works. Touch yourself, if you can bear it. Touch your breasts, touch your genitals. Men love that. Switch stimulation. Now, this is the thing that probably is one of the most useful suggestions is because if you have a guy that goes on and on and on, and poor men, they think that women love it, that, oh, it's great, I lasted ages. Women don't love it. Women would prefer, I mean, most women don't orgasm through intercourse anyway. That's the bit that they would prefer speeded up. So this is hence all the tips for this. But if, you, if you've been going at it for ages, nothing feels good if you do it for too long. Even the best massage in the world, you know, in the beginning, you're like, oh, that feels lovely. And then you're thinking, just move on to the next bit, move on. Right. So you want to avoid desensitization. So change, alternate between hands, tongues, you know, intercourse, toys. Choose a position that allows deep and fast penetration. And the position that most men orgasm the fastest in is what, Kelsey? What do you reckon? Doggy style. 
Yes. God. Hey, what did I say, guys? I'm I'm, I'm on the road to being really, (laughs) really, really good in bed. Get ready. You are. Now, anal play, that's another way. Now, but this, obviously, you have to warn. You can't just do that. You never, ever, ever come up with anal play without without asking if it's okay, because some people really don't like it. It could be quite a shock. So I'm talking a little finger, lots of lube, but that pushes people to a very intense orgasm. So so that is a good idea if you want to speed things up. If that's all too much for you, she's looking a bit shy here. No, you speak the I, truth. You speak the truth. I just love it. I just can't wait for my friends to try anal stimulation. <laughs> so you could also try putting pressure on the um, perineum, which is the bit, the smooth, hairless bit between, well, it might, actually might be hairy. No, it is a bit hairy, between his legs. So basically, if you make an L shape with your hand and sort of push up, that puts pressure on, you know, just as we have an inner clitoris, he has an inner nerve endings from the penis. Use a toy either on yourself or on him. There are strokers, like we said, prostate toys if he's if he's game. And also the other ultimate solution is low effort sex where you say, you know what, honey, I don't feel like sex, but why don't I watch you? Men love doing that. Yes, I agree. I think that's, I think that's an underutilized tool. Yeah, so do I. Because everybody knows what they like. So just go ahead and do what you like and turn on some music. And yeah, I think that's, I think that's a perfect choice. That was a fan favorite in our home. No, that's great. That's good. Do you know, um, it's so interesting that, that women, you know, we, we, we're a bit playing into this. Women don't like sex and men do. It's not that women don't like sex. It's that women are usually exhausted and also women like interesting sex. They don't like you know, a little bit of a touch of the breast, bit of oral sex that lasts two seconds and suddenly we're on to intercourse. That for us is so boring. So if men made sex more interesting, women would want to do it more. And, and for me, I mean, what I am so clear on now is the environment. It has to be, I have to have music. I have to have a candle. I have to have it dark. You know, I think as you get older too, like doing it in the bright day of light, just it's, whether you're confident or not, it just isn't fun. I don't want to see this white body. Like I don't want to, I want I want it to be dark. I want there to be good music. I want, I want it to be a moment separate from the day to day. And I think we forget that when you're in a committed relationship or you live together, there's no setting or there's no set or setting, you know, it's like when you're partying. You don't but want to get great. You, and You're so that's important. An event. That's yeah. really, really good. I music, love music helps. Music helps music a lot. I think that's under underutilized. You mm. turn on a good song and you, it reminds you of something. It reminds you of a concert you yeah. went to. It reminds you of a boyfriend you had. Or you just or it's some sexy playlist that you go like, okay, I can kind of move with the music. Mm. I just don't like to hear like uh, 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 of the bed. Like that doesn't turn me on. Like nobody wants no. that. Nobody wants no, that. And then you don't. hear the kids and then anyway. Okay. Third. But I agree with you. I think music is so evocative. If I hear a tune that reminds me of when I was young and sort of a bit slutty, I feel like slutty. that then. Can't you know, it's, it's good. It takes you back. Yeah. It's lovely. It's a lovely feeling. That's a, that's yeah, a good so, place right. to start. That's a good, a glass of wine yes, and good music. That's a, good that's a good way to get yeah. in the mood. Okay. Yeah. Last question for today. My boyfriend of six months keeps trying to tell me how to dress and what to wear. I think it comes from the right place. He's always telling me what an amazing body I have, but it's pissing me off. Mm. If he had his way, I'd be permanently in heels, skinny jeans, and a low-cut top. (laughs) Isn't that true for everyone? Okay, I'm still going. I'm happy to dress sexily some of the time, but other times I just want to be comfortable. He's making me feel bad for dressing down, like I'm only attractive to him when I'm in tight, sexy clothes. I've told him to stop, but he continues. I think he thinks he's giving me a compliment that I have a good body and show it off, but it's not working. 
Do you not think one of the joys of a long-term relationship is that you don't have to look your best all the time? I'll be honest, it is the thing I miss most about my life. I, I think I loved knowing that I was loved with my hair in a bun, in sweats, no bra, just hair hadn't been highlighted in months, 20 pounds overweight. Like there is something so beautiful about knowing you don't have to do all the things and they just adore you. It's the best. I, I think that's the best that, part. I do. I do take umbrage. Is that the right word? At people who who go completely the other way and are a bit like, oh, he should just love me no matter what. No. She should love me no matter what. And they they just you know just look like slobs all of the time. I do think you you may you make a pact. You should make a pact to make an I effort agree. for each other. No, I yeah. actually. I mean, I actually think that you owe it to each other to stay in shape and stay as yeah. as healthy as you can and as positive and happy. I do think that you you make a commitment to each other to be the best versions of yourself. What I was meaning yeah. in that is that when you get home from a night out in the tight dress and the heels, and then oh, you can yeah. just put your hair in a bun and have sweats on, and they love you just as much, and they're not looking mm-hmm. for you to be something all the time. Like I think my grandmother like always wore makeup. Like I do think oh, generations no, before they didn't generation. they looked good when they were cleaning the house, you know? We've yeah. probably swung in the other direction, but I yeah. also feel like men need to take care of themselves too. I think they need to oh, make sure they stay fit and trim crazy. and they, you know, they do their part, the stuff that turns us on. Mm. But and what I do you think, think the joy, the joy of coming in, especially after a night out, and then we we call them scrunchy clothes, like just scruffy, sloppy clothes. It's just going, let's put our scrunchy clothes on. That's the best part of the whole night. Now, what I think, going back to the question, oh, oh the other thing I did think is this reaped a little bit of trophy girlfriend. You know, like men who love their girlfriends or wives to dress a certain way because it reflects well on them. You know, like, oh, look at, look at her. Look how hot she is. How great am I to have pulled this? So I don't know whether there's a little bit of that going on. But you've already told him that you don't like it. He secretly thinks that you do. So you, the first step is obviously to make it clear to him that, in fact, no, he's got that wrong. And to get anyone's attention in a relationship, you say the dreaded three words, we need to talk. That's four words. We need to talk. Because everybody's like, oh, shit, okay, this is serious. And then just say what you've written in the letter. Listen, you know, I don't. I, I know it's coming from a good place, but it may, doesn't make me feel like I can relax. And also point out, you don't dress for him all the time. What about when you go to work and you need to look professional? You know, does, if he has to, if you, you really want to wear a low cut top to meet his mum or his, you know, your mum? Do they want a bird's eye view of your breast? No. You know, if you're going for a three course meal, do you really want those tight bloody jeans on? No. You know, make him wear a pair of heels for bloody two weeks. God, did you not notice during lockdown and everything, every woman I know just swapped heels for white trainers. I know it was fashion, and no one's gone back because because it's a lot of work and it and it hurts and and our Mm. hips are out of whack and and also I think that's a young woman's game. I mean, I'll wear heels out, but it has to be like a wedge. You know, I mean, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. it's its not, it's or not your right. old faithfuls or something. It's dangerous. Right. It's dangerous. And then you're on the staircase. Sometimes I'm like, bloody hell, am I going to get down there? Yeah. And the dance moves I want to do require me to have strong footing because mm. I really like to move around the dance floor. God, I got to see you on the dance floor. Oh, I really, I need a lot of space. I need a lot of, there's, it's a lot. It's big. It's big. <laughs> it's big. No, I agree. I do love when a man compliments a woman on how they look. I do think that's really important. I feel like a lot of women go through, years and years and years, never being told they're beautiful or that they look great. But I do think there has to be this give and take of being cozy and watching a movie and sweats. And then also saying tonight we're going out and we're going to look good and we're going to be feeling good. And we kind of are 
playing a different play, uh, playing a different role than the parent or the spouse. Yeah. We're, we're out. So Don't I get you it. You reckon if she says this to this guy? I mean, if you say all this to this guy and he's a nice guy, that'll be that he'll rush to reassure you. Go, yeah. oh my god, I thought I was giving you a compliment, but you know, obviously it's gone the wrong way. If he's not a nice guy, he'll go, oh, don't be silly. You love it and continue on. And And if he does that, then he's a controlling. This is the beginning of controlling behaviour. It'll be your clothes first. It'll be your friends next. And next thing you know, he's controlling your life. So if he continues, take it as a big red flag. But, you know, I don't don't get the impression that this guy's bad. I I don't either. He's just a bad listener and he's not taking taking your word. So, but yes, I agree. This is kind of a, it's Mm. dicey. You just want to watch it. If he's not cool with it, move on, sister. Yes. All right. We are we're done. We're over time, aren't we? We're done. No, we're perfect. We're great. Are we? We're well, good. We're going on and on. <laughs> Tracy, I keep learning. Far I've got so much fun. to do. Every time I have a list. I'm busy. I actually don't have time for anything else. After we talk, <laughs> then I have to try everything. But thank you guys for listening. And we will be back next week for Sex Talk. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextoppod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.